Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, I'm Jen. And I'm Lottie. And this is our podcast about how we navigate the wonderful world of parenting. So this week, Jen, we are going to be delving into our experiences with sanctimonies. Yes, we're also going to be talking about, well, we're going to reveal this week's triumphs and failures. And I would like to take a minute to talk about um, genuinely how difficult it was to be told that my son needs extra help. You're listening to Jen and Lottie Do Parenting. Please note, Jen and Lottie do not claim to be experts. Excuse me? I have a beautiful boy. I am an expert. Well, I haven't a clue what I'm doing. I'm pretty sure we're all just winging it. Should we get to it? Let's do it. Last. It's so good to be back and so much has happened. It's crazy. So much has happened. I really want to kick off this season mm. with talking about something that happens to all of us, I think, because we all have little wins and failures. Wins <laughs> and losses, triumphs and failures. And I had such a win last week. Oh, go on. Go oh on. Oh my God. Hashtag winning, right? So... Florence is a bit of a daredevil. Like she likes to, she likes to, she likes extreme sports. She likes she's like her dad. She's like her dad. She likes to skateboard and she likes rock climbing. She likes flinging herself off things. No okay? fear. She's no fear. So the other day she got out her dad's skateboard, right? Now they're dangerous things. And I said to her, I said, <laughs> Florence, be careful. You've no helmet on. Be very careful. Please put your pads on. Don't go out on that. I'll be fine. I'll be grand. Don't you worry. I'll be really careful. Then Lau said to her, that's a bit dangerous. You're going on your knees on the skateboard like that. You know, she's dragging herself along the ground. Is like, oh, I'm just, uh, I'm just going to do this. I'll be fine. And Lau's like, don't do that. I was like, please don't do that. You're going to really hurt yourself. Right? And off she went out. Okay. Then I'm upstairs and I heard this, this wail. Okay. And you know when you hear that cry and you know it's your child. You know, I, yeah. I mean, you haven't had this because your kid isn't playing outside yet. But no. You just know. The and, fear. And the type of cry, you always know this oh. is bad. So is there a difference between a genuine cry and a fake cry? Completely different. Attention-seeking cry. The, there's a moany attention-seeking cry and yeah. then there's like, fuck, we're going to go to A&E cry. <laughs> and it was one of those. Oh no. Yeah, it was horrific. So I ran downstairs, I went outside and her face... Not her I face. couldn't see her face because no. her hands were covered her face, covering her face, and there was blood dripping no. from everywhere. And I thought, "Oh my god, what the hell has happened?" She fell off the skateboard, and she smacked her face off the ground. Oh no! She busted her lip. <gasps> she cut her eyes. She looked like she did ten rounds with Mike Tyson, right? And I went up to her and I went, "Told you so." 
I don't think that's the Told response you're supposed to give. But I, I but I, sorry, really, hang on a sec. I'm, I'm confused. Wait, hang on, is I this was your, right, Lottie. But wait, is this your triumph or failure? This is my triumph. I was right. No, this is your failure, Lottie. This is your failure. I then. was right for once <laughs> in my life. I was like, told you so. Told you not to do it. And she was like, Ugh. luckily she kept all her teeth. We didn't need to go to A and E. She healed very quickly. Thank God. Does she have a helmet now? Yeah, but I think there's a bit of fear now with the skateboard. Brilliant. Like, I'm cool with that. I'm like, terrified. She's got to get right back out there. But every time <laughs> she tells the story, she says that the first thing I said was, my mom said, I told, I told you so. so. And I'm, and I sound, it sounds quite heartless and cold, but. Because it is. But I was right. Like, I was right. And now you're on a podcast telling people that you would consider that your triumph of parenting of the week. But I don't get in right, Lottie. And I was so right. I knew she was going to hurt herself and she did. Thank God she kept all her teeth and she's well healed now. But hopefully she has learned her lesson. Well, I'll tell you my triumph, okay? Told you so. Yeah. My triumph was, and I think for you in particular, I think you're going to be very happy for me. Wolf fell asleep without me. Okay. It was a big deal. Is this the first time? This is the first time. Wow. So he was two in June. And this is the first time this has happened. Okay, talk me through. So you put him down, you walked out of the room, were you still in the bed? Were so you... this wasn't done on purpose. It was a complete fluke. Okay. So he, I, I brought him into the bed and put him into the bed, went through, we have a little routine, we do a little book and he gets his little bottle and I get in beside him. But this time I had forgotten a couple of things for myself, like I had a cup of tea made for myself to bring into the bedroom, a few bits and bobs of work that I was going to do in the bed. So I said, okay, crap, I have forgotten my stuff. I was like, I'll be back in a minute. So I jumped out of the bed, ran into the kitchen, was grabbing my few bits and bobs I'd say I was gone for about five minutes. Came back into the room. Oh my God, he doesn't need me anymore. Lottie, Lottie, I hate to tell you this. I hate to tell you this, but he was probably, I hate to tell you this, right? But he was probably going, thank fuck she's gone. That's not true. He's probably going, thank God. That is not true, Jen. He cuddles me. I know, yeah. He loves me. So uh, do you let him go sleep by himself now? So I try to walk out and let him do it, you know. No, but it doesn't. No, no, you don't. No, like it all. I, yeah. But it was a win. It, that's a little it's win. It's a win. Good on you. Good Thank on you. you. Okay. Thank they're, you. They're the triumphs. They're the failures. Triumphs. Uh, and now I'm interested in this. If you considered the skateboarding thing a triumph, so go on. Okay, this is more a uh, massive relationship failure. Right. So Leo was working at home and he tends to leave little bits of himself all over the house. As men do. Little coffee cup here, little spoon here, little wrapper here, you know, just little bits. Now he's generally, he's a clean fella. He's pretty good. But I have a bit of a pet peeve with how fellas make beds, right? It's just because you used to work in a hotel. I, that is not fair, Lottie. It, 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 I did used to work in a hotel and I was taught how to make a very good bed, right? I do the prison corners and everything. You know, the prison corners. Yeah. Like, it's really tight. And all, in the 15 years I'm with Leo, I'm like, just please make the effort to, like, there's no point in buying nice things and nice throw and nice cushions if you don't make it properly. Just make it look nice. Okay. No, it's not, no, it's not a crazy thing. 
Right? He says he doesn't like when I leave my spit toothpaste on the sink. So I've been really working on that to clean up you after myself. You leave your toothpaste spit on the sink? Not anymore. That's vile. Not anymore. Go working on. Working on that. So there was an accumulation of stuff like I, that I just kind of let slide. Is this in a day or over a period of time? This is probably in the day because he was really busy. So I didn't mention the coffee cup. I didn't mention that the kids' school bags were thrown in a corner and things weren't put away and all that kind of stuff. And I went upstairs the bed wasn't made properly and it wasn't even the bed but I just had one of those days that I was picking up stuff all day. Okay. I was leaving stuff on the stairs and no one takes it upstairs. You know when you leave stuff on the stairs? that's a win of having an apartment. Yeah. I don't have that problem. It's a huge, like it's It's a a bone of contention. Like it's a pain in the hole, right? And I just, I just had one of those days where I was constantly picking up after people. And I went upstairs and the bed wasn't made. And I flipped, right? Okay. I flipped. Now, I'm not saying this is, uh, I'm not proud of myself for doing this. And I don't condone this. But I did come downstairs and I was like, why didn't you make the bed? The pride, like it would have taken you an extra five seconds. And he said what you said. He goes, I didn't work in a hotel. I don't know how to make a bed properly. You're just so pernickety about the bloody bed. Can you not just give it a... Oh, no. And I flipped. Now, when you say you flipped, what did you do? I'm not proud of this, but I flung, I had a rubbish bag in my hand and I flung it at his head. Jen! And it dented the wall, which I was kind of really angry about. Jen! I know, and it, got, it gets worse, right? And then he was like... "You Hang on a second. Wait, yeah. before it gets worse. You had a bin bag, like full of rub- household rubbish. Yeah, like it was a small bin bag. It was like a bathroom bin. So it wasn't and huge. And you flung it at Lau's head. I know, it's disgraceful. It's awful. I just, I'd like to put a disclaimer out there to Lau. I would never do that to you. Lau, continue. I felt terrible. Because I, re- I, I hated myself for getting to that place of anger. Mm. I hated not being able to con- control my emotions. And I was so freaked out. And I said, I need to get out of here. So I went out, I got out of the house, I went to the gym. That's blew really off good. Some, yeah, blew off some steam. And I was come back, I was like, why did that happen? And I, I rang my sister and I was telling her what happened. And she went through the mental bitch checklist. What's that? You know, when you have a mental moment and somebody has to go through the mental bitch checklist. Do you not know the checklist? You know it without it being titled the mental bitch what's checklist. The, what, okay, so what's on this? Are you premenstrual? Possibly. Are you hungry? Always. Did you get any sleep last night from no. the kids? And you go through the checklist or when was the last time you had sex? Or, you know, are you stressed at work? So she went through the mental bitch checklist. Okay. Scarily enough, I didn't tick any of those boxes. I was like, I wasn't premenstrual. I wasn't hungry. I just lost the plot. And I then I was reflecting on it. I was thinking, I just buried it under the carpet like most Irish people love to do and I should have just said to him about the coffee cup so then the coffee cup wouldn't build up to the the kids school bags and then gotcha. wouldn't build, so it wasn't really about the bed so I just I had to grovel I really had to grovel Did you go back with the tail between the legs? I did all ready to apologise and I went in the door this is really bad right? How this is how I feel wait for it right? Okay go on Walked in the door Yeah the house is spotless <gasps> and he has the dinner on. Oh, Lau. So that made you feel 20 times worse. Yeah. Sorry, just getting a drink out of me. I love Fabio Mug here. 
<laughs> Get your lips off my husband. Lottie gave me a mug that says, I love Fabio. Can you explain this mug for a second? So um, my husband for Christmas decided to get my family. (laughs) (laughs) Every member of my family was given one of these mugs. And it's got Fabio's favourite picture of himself. Yeah. So that's his favourite picture of himself. And it's on all the mugs and the mugs then say in very large letters, I love Fabio. So my mum has that. And my other brother, my brother-in-law and the other men going out with my sisters have to come over to the house and my mum is drinking out of the mug that says But I who love doesn't Fab- love Fabio? Everyone loves Fabio. Everyone loves Fabio. <laughs> so anyway, that was my big failure and I really had to check myself because I, I hated but- getting out of control. It was it was awful and I did apologise to him and I gave him a pass to go having an affair. So Okay, know. so then it's all better. But win, do you win. not think we should be allowed sometimes not have a reason for losing the rag? Yeah, I think it's okay but it's funny because when I I was talking to friends about it. There was everybody was having these little mini melts recently, and th- there's a lot going on at the moment. Mm. I think people are stressed. We've too much information. There's too much misery. We're just overloaded, under pressure. We're under pressure. The housing crisis, the cost of living. Like we're we just we're all kind of feeling this tension and this misery at the moment that we're having these little you know, shit attacks and it's it's not cool and it's not right. So Somebody I've, explained it to me like this and this helps me when it's going on in my head. It's like you're a kettle and if you let the water build up too high in the kettle, it's going to constantly, anytime the smallest bit is added to the top, it boils over. So you have to allow yourself time for the kettle to go back down. So as when stuff is being poured into it, it's not overflowing all the time. It's able to build up and you can deal with things a little bit letter, better. But then if you have your kettle constantly full, the smallest drop of water on top, i.e. the bed not being made, the whole thing just overflows. Speaking of kettles. What? I need to get a new kettle soon, so I need recommendations. So if you could just email <laughs> That's not what podcast. the pod is for. That's not what the pod email, is for. That'd be great. I'll tell you my failure this week, okay? Yeah. And this is mortifying because I would consider myself an adult. I am a 37-year-old professional woman with a child and a husband and a home. And I was in work the other day and I, you know, was trying to bring joy to the office. So I decided while I was bringing joy, it would involve twerking for some friends of mine. And Upstairs in the open plan office. Yes. I wasn't, why wasn't I there? You never come upstairs. That's true. So, so I was having a twerk and just for a laugh, you can know. Can you demonstrate what you were doing? Now. I would like to see what you were doing. You can't just talk about. Okay. Just, just kind of like, it doesn't have to be a full... Okay, so you are, so you're shaking your ass and your ass bounces up and down. I have a big so you're doing ass, this in so place, bounces fairly easily. So you're doing this in a place of work. Yeah. Okay, and amazing, yeah. People were finding it amusing. Mm. It was for a laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so I was twerking away, laughing, and I stopped and looked over my shoulder because I could hear everybody go silent. And I looked over my shoulder and standing directly behind my ass in full twerk was my boss along with a group of men in suits who had they'd clearly been in some kind of a serious meeting 
and it was pure sight. Like you could have heard a pin drop. It was that bad. I stood up and I'm very rarely rendered speechless. And I just looked at them and went, I'm so sorry. You're getting a promotion now. That's what's going to happen. My boss just goes, Jesus Christ, Lottie. You're obsessed with arses. Lottie, sorry. This is the truth, okay? And the, you know, and the lads here in Greco will know this as well because you love an L twerk and you're obsessed with arses. I'm just and having a bit of crack, forgive the pun. <laughs> you are. And is that is that because you have an amazing arse? Oh, thank you, Jen. You do. No, it's just because I like having a laugh and sometimes I think when people are stressed or there's tension I think if you make fun of yourself and you goof around a little bit You're very good at that It can break any kind of negativity in the room and I I like being able to do that but I I did not mean to have I, I walked down to do my job and I spoke to myself walking down the stairs to go into a studio going what's wrong with you? You're an adult woman with a child and a husband and you've just been caught twerking by your boss. Like, what is wrong with you? Never grow up, though. Never grow up. It's a trap. It is a trap, Jen. Never, ever Thank you. grow up. So you're, you're proud of me, is what I I'm taking I am actually proud Thank of you. you. But speaking of, um, speaking of never growing up, can I just tell you the most middle-aged thing I did the other day? Go on. Now, I'm not proud of this, but I stayed... Do you know how many times you've said that in this pod already? <laughs> I was staying in a hotel. Me and I had this book for ages. It was actually, we've never had a chance to go. We kept counseling. We went and the next day we got all kind of like, we're going to do it. We were like, strip, strip that pillow and let me know the make and the model of the pillow because it was so darn comfortable. I'm going to get that pillow. Stop. And I took a picture of the tag. You didn't. And I'm going to, I'm going to have to buy that pillow. You're going to have a hotel pillow. It's now middle-aged. That's, that's like very crisis. middle-aged. That's really middle-aged. I Clever thought you were, though. I thought you were going to tell me all the cool, crazy places you were making love. No, I strip in the pillow. Strip in the pillow. Pictures <laughs> of the tag. <laughs> love it. Love it. Come here. Did you hear? What? Come here. Did you hear? No. There is this new phrase that's been discussed online a lot recently and I didn't know what it was. So I looked into it. Have you heard of Sanctimommies? Sanctimommies. I can kind of make a guess at what it is, but go on. Is there a proper definition? The word is used to refer to a person, usually a female, who has very opinionated views on child rearing and presents them upfront without any sense of humility. So generally speaking, uh, like blogs and Instagram is where I was seeing the word being used loads. And it, it was being done in a fashion that's very condescending, very angry and quite pretentious. Like, and it is generally females, hence the word sanctum mommy. Okay. And I wanted to know if you've ever encountered this. Well, give us an example. Well, okay. So, for example, this is one post that I saw. So you can tell me if you think this person is reading too much into it or if it's a sanctum mommy. I'm thinking about cancelling a play day coming up. This mom texted me today asking if my kids like pizza rolls. I told her that my son would, but my daughter wouldn't. I told her not to worry about serving food. I planned on having them fed before we arrive anyway. Oh, and I mentioned she's a super picky eater. Well, what do you know? 
after we have this conversation, next thing, she posts a sanctimonious post on Facebook and this is what it says. Now, are you ready for this? Go on. I love that my big girl loves to eat healthy. She asked for cucumber stir fry and fresh tomatoes for dinner. I've always introduced a variety of colourful foods to her so she didn't become picky like other kids and their mums. I ask her to try everything once and if she doesn't like it, she doesn't have to eat it again. Doing this has expanded her taste buds to loving healthy foods and never being scared to try new things. Kids don't have to be picky. It's a mindset. It's more work to cook and not run to quick or... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. For fast foods, but this makes it all worth it. Am I one of those mommies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I? Mm-hmm. I don't think... Into, no, I don't think I... No. I... Not with the sleeping thing. Jen, you, through the whole first season of this podcast, had pops at me about Wolf being in the bed with me. And I do it behind your back. Do you? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. That's sanctimonious, I think. Is it? I think it is. But uh, no, because I'm not like, oh, my kids are amazing. Even though they are. Your child's still in the bed with you. I'm not going to get back into not the bed thing. Not every night. Not every night. But it's, <laughs> I think this is a big thing. Sanctimonious. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, yeah. They think they're perfect at parenting and they want to tell you how perfect they are and how amazing their kids are. Do you know what I hate? One. And somebody said this recently to me and I thought, that's a bit weird. They said, but I'm just, I'm just one of those parents that I just live for my kids. Why I'm like, that? what's wrong with that? Because don't we all live for our kids, but we all just do it our way. And it was a bit of a diss on everybody else. Like I am the most amazing parent because everything I do is for my kids. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that everything... Most parents do. It's like it's a lot of it. A lot of it is for the kids. It doesn't mean just because we work or we go out and have a girly weekend with our sisters or our friends, or we might go to the gym twice a week. It doesn't mean that we love our kids any less. So is she insinuating that because she's spending more time with oh, her kids? She spends every waking moment. Her kids are probably like, Fuck I don't off. think that's healthy though. I mean, each to their own, but I don't think it's healthy, not just for the mum, but it's not healthy for the kids. Do you know what my mum, <laughs> who's had six of us, always says? One of her amazing catchphrases uh, is this. Go on. She always used to say to me when I was on mat leave or minding the kids, she'd always be like, children are no company. 
<laughs> I was like, what? Children are no company. And I was like, yeah, you are so right. Because you would feel bad and go, I'm actually quite lonely sometimes mm. when I'm minding my kids at home. But when you're spending day in, day out with a toddler who just wants to play or draw or, you know, nap or whatever, it's a different kind of a, 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 a comfort. Like it's a different Do you think vibe? your brain goes to mush a little bit? Your brain, like there's only so much Peppa Pig you can handle. I hear you. And there's so many times you can put the round brick into the round hole. Uh, you, but do you know what I mean? I mean, it's not that you love your kids any less. No, I know. But I but think... It, it, this, we should be okay to say, I love my kids, but I don't want to spend every waking moment with them. This is one of the reasons when I first went back to work, I felt guilty because I was so upset not spending the whole day with Wolf. But then I got into the office and I thought, oh my God, it's so good to have a conversation with another adult. And have a coffee. In and peace. have a coffee. Oh, it's lovely. And, you know, have the coffee hot. I didn't even have to leave the coffee to get cold, reheat it in the microwave and then let it get cold, uh, cold 10 more times before I get to the coffee. I could have an adult conversation and, you know, stimulate my brain, you know, and felt so good. It feels so good. But we're not allowed to say that. Why? Because we have to be saying that we want to be at home and minding our kids all the time and I love my children I would die for my kids I would do any but I like I don't want to do that How do we change that? I think we just need to be a bit more honest with ourselves we really do we need to be a bit more and I love being with my kids and my kids are actually sorry unlike other kids are really good company (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what actually hang on forget about Sancta Mommies Yeah that was an example of being a Santa Mommy by the way Sancta mommy. Sancta mommy. Sancta mommy. But San- there's sancta sisters. What? Talk to me. Are you already have- ragging on your family and we're only in uh, episode one? I have to be very careful now because I did get a telling off for how badly I dragged my family in the last episode. But drag away. And I was one of these people. When you don't have kids, you just don't know. Okay, Babs? Bonnie? <laughs> what? Give no, I love them dearly. I really do. But it's very hard to understand. Sorry, are they giving you a parenting advice and they don't have any kids? Yeah. That is like, those people should do time in Mountjoy. I mean, like just for example, we were at a mass recently for somebody who had passed away and my whole family was there and <laughs> Wolf was there. So I kind of knew in my head, listen, I might have to nip outside Wolf now and again because he doesn't understand the church. Mm. So if he starts going bananas, guys, I'm just going to nip outside. Yeah. He was actually being really good. He was just enamoured by all the gold and the lights and everything. He wanted to get up and he started to walk up the aisle of the church to the, what's it called? Coffin? No, this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Where you know the thing the behind altar. the coffin, the altar, the yeah. altar, and he was being very quiet, just looking at people going up to the altar, and I was watching him walk up, going, "Oh, this is, oh, he's so cute, and he's been so well behaved." And Babs leant over to me, and goes, "Lassie, get him! You can't just let him walk up the aisle like that." This is the younger sister, the youngest, and I was like, "Babs, what's the problem? Pipe down, love." What is the, I was like, he's no 
not making any noise. She's like, you cannot do that. It's like, since when are you an expert in the rules in the church? But he's been very respectful. He was being very respectful. And now quiet. I legged it up the aisle, grabbed him and left the church for a while with him. She shamed you. She shamed me. Okay. So there's Sanctus sisters. Oh God, they are the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Or I have, I really need to close this door. I'll tell just one more story about when sisters were in my apartment and Wolf might have been having a moment, as happens with a toddler. And she, she looked at me and goes, I won't specify which one, Babs. And she looked at me and she goes, she's like, are you just going to let him do that? If that was my child, <gasps> I, you know, I'd, you know, do this, that, and the other. I was just like, Babs, Pipe seriously, down. wait till you have them. Just wait because you think you're going to do all these things. You think you're going to be a certain kind of parent. You do. And then you have them and you just don't do any of the stuff that you said you were going to do. Well, it's different. And what people who don't have kids like your sisters get and I'm sure they're going to, they're amazing aunties and they will be amazing parents and they'll do it their own way and that'll be perfect because it's their way. Absolutely. Well, there's an emotional attachment there. You know what I mean? Like with Wolf and the sleeping or with Enzo and boiling him or letting him into the bed or whatever. It's very hard to disassociate that emotional connection. You can't just turn that off no. and be, you know quite rigid and strict and go, these are our values. This is what we'll do. And that's what Sanctimonious Sisters don't understand. <laughs> we love you, Babs and Bonnie. No, absolutely, dearly. They're the most incredible aunties on the planet. But and shut your cake hole. They're obsessed with them. But I just think when people who haven't got kids give tips on what to do with your kids. You it's can, hard. It's, it's hard. hard to listen to. It's, it's very really hard. hard. It's really difficult to listen to. Anywho... So we're going to talk about something now that I know is um, as is happening. I mean, you're in it at the moment. This is not something that happened in the past. And I think this is kind of ongoing. And I'm so proud of you for putting so much work into this already. Um, but I never forget that phone call. Yeah, I was pretty obsessed, wasn't I? I mean, yeah. I, I... So basically, I w one day... Um, was called into Wolf's Crash, which, by the way, is, I am blessed. The women in his crash are just, I cannot sing their praises more highly. I, I adore them. And thankfully, they, because they've been looking after Wolf since he was only four months old, they know him really, really well. So when they have observations or opinions, I take it really, really seriously because you know, they know Wolf better than anyone does. So I was called in one day for a chat and told that they think it's time for some early intervention with speech, that he was having a speech delay. They were, they think. And how did they come to that conclusion? Um, because in his little group of friends, some of the kids were starting to put two to three words together and Wolf was still really struggling with just single words. Okay. Um, and while I kind of thought, okay, but they all develop at different stages and different times, it was when they said to me, he was starting to isolate himself a little bit from his mates 
because he was getting so upset and frustrated that he couldn't take part in the communication. So they'd be kind of starting for the very first time in their lives, I suppose, to communicate with each other with language. And Wolf was getting frustrated because he couldn't partake in this. And you don't want another problem to develop where, you know, he's socially frustrated then. So I obviously had a complete wobbler Um literally was like, okay, thanks a million very much. Thanks a million for the observation. That must have been so upsetting. Oh, I went out to the car, I bawled. Like I bawled in the car, rang Fabio bawling. I was like, what what have I done wrong? I immediately went into complete blame. I've done something wrong. What have we done wrong? You know, should we have been doing something, were we not doing enough of this, but we read to him all the time and we're always, you know, I went through everything. Then I like, uh, to be honest, like I went so bad in my head in that first 24 hours, I started saying it's my fault because I had him two months early and he's two months premature. So maybe it's because of that, that this is happening. So it's my fault that he's gone, he's struggling at the moment. And I just was not in a good way. Like I was really, really upset. So I also don't know anything about language and speech. So I felt at a loss in terms of what am I supposed to do here? I don't know what to do. And how prevalent is this? Is there other kids with this? Does this happen often? I I didn't know the answer to anything because I just never encountered it before. And that scared the shit out of me. I think luckily you knew that Enzo had some speech therapy when he was two because we were the only people that could understand him, his pronunciation with things. So we, I'm very fortunate. I have two speech therapists in my family. So I would go to my nieces. Can you assess? Can you have a look? And they were like, yeah, he understands everything, but he needs a bit of help with this. And that was a great relief for me. But I'm very privileged. I'm very fortunate and lucky to have that in my circle. You know mm. what I mean? Um. So when... When you came to me and asked me for, because the first thing you do if there's any, if there's any talk of a speech delay or anything like that, is you get their ears tested. You get their hearing tested because it could be something like that. Get their ears tested, make sure that's okay because you have to get that done before you have any kind of speech therapy. I know I'd, I'd never heard people talking about it before. No. Even when I came to you to say, oh, look, look I'm after... It's been told that Wolf needs help and I was so upset. And even you saying to me, listen, it's okay. We had to get help for Enzo as well. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay. So, okay. So I instantly almost felt a weight off my shoulder. A relief completely because... I was like, why just, is this a thing? And you were like, oh, loads of kids need help with this kind of stuff, you know? it's it, Don't stress, there's pathways and whatever. But it was only when I started looking into the pathways that I realised, A, how prevalent it is, and B, how outrageously difficult it is for people to get help. I, first of all, your public health nurse is a great place to start. Yeah. Really good for information. So helpful. Um, But to get help publicly is a nightmare. Like the waiting lists are just 
unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. I wanted help instantly. And listen, I know that that's unrealistic, but that is just a mother's instinct. I just totally. that night wanted help. I was like, I need help. He needs help. I want it now. You're talking years. Like the waiting, there's hundreds and hundreds of kids in this country on waiting lists for different reasons for speech help. And there's many different reasons that a child might need it. But when they have to wait, they develop other problems. It can be lack of confidence. They have social problems then. And suddenly something that was only a child needing a little bit of help learning language turns into a plethora of issues that the child has developed. And it's not fair. And it's a complete injustice to the kids in the country, I think, anyway. Like, I am shocked by the lack of help. Um, out the, in term, And it's not any of the providers' fault because most of the places, like, I spoke to so many places that were like, we could hire 50 more staff and fill their rosters. It Like, there's not enough help out there. So... In terms of getting help. So I decided, Jen, okay, to start off, I'm going to learn. So I took a course in speech therapy and I decided I'm going to help him then um, because I'm not waiting for another problem and I want him to get help now. So for me, I did loads of research, um, Hannon's speech, um, loads of different things. And the the one that um, just personally... And this is like, I did, nothing was given to me. I paid for everything. This is, you know, whatever. This is just purely my own research. I found something called Daisy Plays, which was this online course with videos and different lectures and stuff and tutorials with an incredible woman um, who was really, really helpful. And what I learned in that, Fabio and I began implementing daily. It's a lot of work. It was a, it's a lot of work. We come home from both of us doing long shifts and we get straight into how we interact with him is completely different. And very quickly, he started to progress. You're one of the lucky ones, I think, because not a lot of families can do that. And I don't mean they're privileged or they have time or whatever, but some kids have other needs. Exactly. I need speech therapy for a lot. Like, it's such a wide range of reasons why a kid might need speech therapy. Oh, 100%. So assessment is key to find out what it is. That's very hard to get, though. Okay, so you're still, are you still waiting to have that done? Yes. I'm still waiting to have him assessed. Okay, so in the meantime. I've done his hearing test. So that's fine. Okay. He's clear there. Um, And I have for a number of weeks at this stage, I'd say two months, I have been doing my own speech therapy with Wolf every day at home and he has been progressing, but there's still, you know, you're still, you're still waiting. You still, you still have to have them assessed. And I'm well aware because I've spoken to, I've been that mother on the other end of the phone, as have many mothers and fathers in the country who have this problem, begging someone, you know, oh, help, help, please, you know, whatever. And people are saying, you know, it's, In some kids, yes, it's a sign of things. In other kids, it's just something as simple as some kids pick up language and some kids need to be taught language. I think Wolf just needs to be taught language. It's that simple. But it was scary, is my point. It was scary being told something that I had no knowledge in. 
And I think people need to be a little bit more open talking about these things so people don't feel so bloody lonely when they are told something like that. And you don't freak out like I freaked out blaming myself when in actual fact it's incredibly common. So obviously there's many different reasons why kids have speech delays. But the idea of the course that I did is to give the parents the confidence to interact with the child. So, for example, when your child has a speech delay, whatever the reason is, they're more inclined to have tantrums because they're struggling to express themselves. So to stop that kind of stuff happening or like you with Enzo, to stop other parents going, what's he saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm going, well, clearly he just said he wants a banana and people, other people don't understand. So the course kind of helped me get over those things. And then also meeting other parents like yourself who have had kids go through similar things. I realised how helpless and uninformed a lot of parents are when it comes to their child's communication development. And it is very simple to implement certain things that can really bring them along really quickly. That's all we've time for this week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. It really helps the show. And we actually, we love to hear from you guys. So if you want to get in touch over on our Instagrams, you go to at Jen Zambrelli and at Lottie Ryan one and click on the link tree in our bios. See you next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Jen and Lottie Do Parenting. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. We'll have new shows in your podcast feed every Wednesday. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.